Yeah. He's not bad, though. Sure. Anyways, are we ready? Yeah, you ready? <laughs> yeah. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of 4.30 in the morning. This is your boy, Ben. And Pat is back as well. Got a fun one today, don't we? Yeah, we do. We got an interesting main topic. Uh, episode number 56. 56. You got anything for 56? Hmm. I think Alex Highsmith on the Pittsburgh Steelers is 56. Okay. I think. Yeah, he's not exactly a... He's pretty good. He's having, an achiever. He's having a good season so far. The Browns got a number 56. Former Super Bowl champion and Super Bowl MVP and current Browns backup linebacker, Malcolm Smith, wears number 56. Now, the defense is better with him on the field, but he doesn't start mm-hmm. because they want to have this Anthony Walker guy out there. I don't know who's better. Anyways, that's a weak intro, but... No, that was a good intro. Episode number 56. 56. You got any news stories? I got two. What do you got today? I got two I, good ones. I have three. Okay. Well, you should probably get it started if you got Can more. get it started? Okay. Yeah. I'll get it started. <laughs> This is from our favorite odd news. Loose emu gives animal control officers the slip in Missouri. Do you have this one? No. Animal control officials in Missouri said they are trying to find the owner of a loose emu spotted running loose near a highway before giving officers the slip. Jefferson County Animal Control said the emu was seen Thursday near Highway NN in Cedar Hill. Officers responded and attempted to capture the emu with help from bystanders, but the flightless bird managed to flee the scene. Officials said they were attempting to locate the Austrian bird's owners, as the county does not have an adequate facility to house the emu if it is captured. Now, emu is not quite an ostrich. It's like a miniature version of an ostrich. Yeah, and I looked up how fast they can run. They can, they can go, their top speed is 31 miles an hour. Holy shit. Which is pretty fast. Now, one quick thing I have to jump in. You said Austrian. It's actually Australian. Did I say Austrian? Yeah, Austria is a little country in Europe. I'm sorry, Australian. (laughs) Yep, Australian. I apologize. We'll 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 figure out a way to fix that. I was just imagining. Like I heard you say Austrian. Did I say Austrian? There's no way that these things live in Austria, (laughs) but I think they live in Australia. So they run 31 miles an hour. Yeah. Why does Australia have so many weird ass animals? I don't know. Now this was found in Missouri. Is that what you said? Yep. Oh boy. I thought that was funny. I love how so many of our news stories are escaped animals. And it's funny because these people never know what the hell to do. <laughs> so they just like, they call the, you know, but at least this cop, you know, tried to do it. It's almost like uh, you need a, you need a degree in zoology to be a. But yeah, it's like, how the hell are you going to capture this thing? Like, this is a wild ass animal. How yeah. are you going to capture this thing? I don't know. This thing know. could like seriously hurt you. And it could run 31 miles an hour. That's yeah, a big like, ass bird like you gotta, too. You got to get like on a, in a car to, to catch this thing because you're not going to catch it on foot. It's like, it's not, as we said, it's not as big as an ostrich, but it's, it's pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Now an ostrich I would not want to fuck around with. Hell no. An emu I definitely wouldn't want to fuck around with either. Dude, I don't fuck around with squirrels, dude. I don't, I don't yeah, fuck I don't, around with, I don't any mess with any animals. wild animals. Nope. Like even like a, like a mouse. Fuck that. No, I don't play. I don't play around. Nope. Nope. Not in my house. Nope. Not around here. Anyways, that all you got? Is yeah. Like, <laughs> yep. Okay. My first one is pretty ridiculous. And this one comes from WKDQ.com, which is an FM radio station out of Indiana. It's a country radio station. Okay. Stolen Street Sweeper leads police on a slow speed chase in Indiana. <laughs> Think about that for a second. Have you yeah. ever seen those? Yeah, they're they're yeah. Big ass big <laughs> yeah. ass things. Yeah. You've heard of high speed police chases on the news. Those are nothing new. However, police officers in Indiana just went on the opposite end of that in a very unusual way. Typically on the news or on social media, you will see stories about a Florida man 
doing something insane and getting arrested. It's not often that you hear stories about an Indiana man getting arrested for something, but when you do, you can bet it will surely be something interesting and unusual. Well, an Indiana man was recently arrested for doing just that. Last week, police in Richmond, Indiana... (laughs) responded to reports of someone driving heavy machinery recklessly, according to WHIO. When police arrived, they discovered Sammy H. Allen, 54, of Richmond, driving a stolen street sweeper. Reports state that Allen was swerving at people as if he were intentionally trying to hit them and driving through residential yards. Jesus. WHIO also says that there were reports that he struck other vehicles, but police could not locate any damaged vehicles in the area. When Allen saw the police moving in, he decided to do something that probably wasn't his best idea. Unreal. Allen took police on a slow speed chase of only about 10 to 15 miles per hour. Could you imagine watching that police chase on the news? Who the hell wrote this? The most boring and uneventful police chase ever. WHIO says at one point police deployed spike strips to stop the street sweeper, but because of the slow speeds that they were traveling, they were mostly unsuccessful. <laughs> what, why is this even a chase? <laughs> I don't know. This, these things well, only go like 20 miles an hour. Think about it this way. this Even if they only go 20 miles an hour, it's like a big ass, like a battering ram. Yeah, they're big. And supposedly he was trying to drive at people. <sighs> so let, let's see how this turns out. Eventually, Alan drove the street sweeper into the river near Veterans Memorial Park. Mm. However, the slow speed chase did not end there. Alan then tried to flee on foot. It wasn't long before Alan was apprehended by police with the help of a canine. Oh, man. And at that time, transferred to a local hospital for injuries to his arm and face from his apprehension. According to WHIO, the police department is requesting multiple charges, including vehicle theft, resisting law enforcement, leaving the scene of an accident, and reckless driving. The moral to the story is this. Don't steal any vehicles, especially a slow-moving street sweeper. Lead the police on a car chase and try to outrun a trained canine. It never works out for you in the end. (laughs) I think we're going to be using more articles from this website because it looks like they're they're not really taking anybody else's work. They just had some idiot dj probably typed this up and posted it that's funny though so you know that is a horrible way to get arrested by the canine oh that is yeah that's could you imagine just getting tackled from behind that's one of my that's why i can't do any crimes because that that is a huge fear of mine i have getting attacked by a damn dog i have nightmares about getting like like mauled by a dog so you know they they jump on you and they grab your arm yeah start ripping see i just yeah i lose lose a finger just comply man just go down <laughs> I would I wouldn't be able to do that. Now, I wonder how the hell did this guy get in possession of the sweet, street sweeper? Yeah, how the hell did this guy get this? Did he overpower an operator? <laughs> did he was one just sitting? I've never seen a street sweeper just sitting around. Yeah, I've never seen one unoccupied. I I, I want to know this guy's thought process. I want to know what was going on. You know, I haven't seen a street sweeper in a very long time. You know, I have a feeling we're going to start seeing them soon. Probably. With the whole leaf pickup. I probably should have been raking my leaves today. I didn't get that done. But, me, me neither. Shit. But... Don't steal street sweepers or else you're going to end up on WKDQ.com <laughs> where some random writer is going to write some ridiculous news article about you. Unreal. That's Anyways, hilarious. that's all I got with that one. I thought that one was pretty funny. That was a good one. So I got one from AP News. This one is uh, kind of ridiculous. Woman wanted for trespassing near Bronx Zoo lion exhibit. You know, I saw something about this. This is a little while ago, November 13th, so earlier this past week. A woman who was charged two years ago with trespassing near the lion exhibit and taunting the animals at the Bronx Zoo is wanted again for doing the same thing this past week. 
New York City Police said. Police asked for the public's help Friday night in locating Maya Autry, 32. He was accused of trespassing and offensed in area near the lion exhibit, Thursday, authorities said. Cell phone video obtained by WNBC-TV shows a woman wearing a red dress and leopard print shawl standing across a moat from a lion and talking to it, holding roses and tossing money. <laughs> <laughs> what? What is going on? The situation involves one individual who is determined to harass our lions with no regard to her safety or the safety of our staff and our guests, no regard for the well-being of the lions. The zoo spokesperson said in a statement, The Bronx Zoo has zero tolerance policy in matters such as this and will aggressively seek prosecution <laughs> <laughs> against this individual <laughs> who what? violates park safety rules. Who, plan- who, who planned for this? What is going who, on? Like, How do you harass a lion? What's with, the ro- is, what's with the roses? It's not like this is a spontaneous thing. This is repeat behavior. Yeah, this is the second round for this woman. I <laughs> there are <laughs> a lot of questions. This there are great. a lot of questions going on with that one. Yeah, and I saw that one, and I, it was one of those that I kind of scrolled by because I couldn't. It just didn't make any sense in my head, so I just was like, "This can't be real." That's probably a Carol Baskin wannabe. That's hilarious. Yeah, I thought that was funny. So, I've never heard of that. I've never heard of somebody trying to harass animals. See, I've heard of people like getting like really attached to like a zoo animal and like visiting it like every day. Sure. Like as if it has a relationship with mm-hmm. with that person or whatever. I haven't heard of anybody throwing money at a lion. <laughs> like, what are you trying? trying to seduce it are you trying right to... what are you trying to do here what, she brought roses i can't imagine what kind of life this person lives this is an extreme level of psychotic behavior yeah she needs to be evaluated yeah for sure uh i'm happy that the bronx at least had some policies in place to take care of this though yeah no shit i mean they seem to be on top of it they seem to hopefully they can find her she's probably gonna get banned from the zoo probably. they'll probably have her face up everywhere and she probably won't be able to go back probably not could you imagine going like if she like breaks in like into the skies and, like comes <laughs> back in like dress up as a man or something starts harassing the lions again oh my god i don't know what to do with that one that'd be fantastic that was weird anyways i got one more you got one more and this one this one i think is pretty funny i saw this one a couple on a couple different sites the article i'm using is from complex.com though Mm-hmm. Michigan woman pleads guilty after trying to hire hitman from fake website to kill ex-husband. Now, this one's pretty ridiculous. A woman pleaded guilty last week to charges of solicitation of murder and using a computer to commit a crime after trying to hire a hitman to kill her ex-husband from a fake website, MLive.com reports. Michigan State Police were contacted by the owners of a website called rentahitman.com after someone filled out a service request form seeking consultation for what was ascribed as an issue with her ex-husband. Even though she had Attempted to hide her identity, authorities were able to determine that they were looking for Wendy Lynn Wine based on the personal information she provided in the form. So she Googled, How do I hire a hitman? This fake website called Rent a Hitman came up. <laughs> Rent a hitman.com. Oh, it had a service request form on the website. <laughs> she filled it out. Are you kidding me? And uh, so on July 17th, an undercover cop posed as a hitman from the website. No shit. Which was created as a cybersecurity test site and held a parking lot meeting with Wine, who offered to cover out-of-state expenses as well as $5,000 for the hit. Once Wine handed over the payment, she was arrested. (laughs) 
Wine struck a deal that will cap the minimum sentence at 108 months. She will be sentenced on January 13th, 2022. So to break that all down real quick, she Googled, I want to kill my husband. I want to hire a hitman. She just typed this into Google. and see, that's, that, that is the first thing you do not do. No. So she does it anyways because she's obviously not the brightest. So this website was a cybersecurity test. This was a guy that was testing out something. And he's like, I need a funny website, just a frame of a website, just a test software or whatever, security software. But it actually functioned. <laughs> <laughs> and this woman looking at this was like, yep. This is what I this need. This is official. This is <laughs> now, this guy who has, this is the first time he's gotten like an actual <laughs> response from the website. He was like, shit, this seems a little shady. Damn. So then he forwarded the information to police. He was like, hey, you know, I got this fake website that I use for cybersecurity tests. Somebody just bit. We got all her personal information, even though she tried not to identify herself. Obviously, she gave a lot away. Right. The cops were like, okay, we'll take it from here. We'll set up the meeting. Boy. Probably the easiest case. Could you imagine being the cop? Like, how do you fake being a hitman? Like, what would... <laughs> <laughs> right. And they landed on $5,000 as, as the price. Like, what Unreal. would you think? What would you think a hitman would cost? Like, like six-figure range yeah, at the very least. I was going to say maybe... Like, a... 100000 at the least. Maybe you can get a discount one for, like, 50 k Like... Maybe. To, to kill somebody? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Anyways, I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. I don't know how the hell they land on these dollar amounts, like... Yeah, she's probably like, wow, what a good deal this site got me. <laughs> there had to have been some conversation in the police station or the FBI or whoever was making this arrest. I don't know who was making this arrest. Uh, Michigan State Police. Wow. There had to have been some conversation as to what, what kind of money are we going to ask for? Because you can't ask for too little because then she's going to think it's fake. You can't ask for too much because you have to have an exchange of money. Right. Or else it's not, she hasn't actually hired anybody. The crime isn't committed until you exchange the money. Right. Which is exactly what happened with Joe Exotic. Yeah. The $3,000 hitman. <laughs> now, that was bullshit. Poor Joe. Yeah. <laughs> I might be, I might be talking about that a little bit later, depending right. on how we do materialize. But the new Tiger King season is up. I don't know if you, have you watched any of that yet? I have not watched any of it yet. It's, it, I like it because it's just more information about the story. Mm-hmm. And it kind of ties up a couple of the loose ends a little bit. But it's just more. It's just more content. It's not as crazy as the first season, but right. it's just more stuff to watch. And I was really into the case. I'm really just fascinated by what was going on. So I liked it. The best part, though, real quick, and you wouldn't have even notice this unless you were kind of looking for it. They brought in like a psychic detective <laughs> who claimed in the show that he remote viewed where that guy got killed, where Carol Bassett <laughs> killed her husband. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I was like, they're really doing remote viewing on Tiger King now. <laughs> and it was a really quick It's thing. our dream come true. Exactly. And I was waiting for him to say it because he was talking about all these techniques. And he's like, and I have actually remote viewed the scene. <laughs> and I was like, there it is. Anyways. Dude, she 100% killed him. I think so. And Are that, you that, kidding me? There was a lot going on with that. And the, the new one kind of gets into that a lot more. So there's just a lot. They should. There's a lot going on. Anyways, $5,000 hitman in Michigan. Unreal. That's hilarious. And I, I just think it's funny that that's the price of they keep landing on it seems to be in the three to five thousand right. dollar range for these fake hit man anyways what else you got i don't know this is kind of interesting this is not from yahoo man su- suspects he's being lied to after never seeing anyone at new apartment complex there's something going on here 
I'm going to need a little bit more context on this one. A man on TikTok has hooked millions of viewers to his multi-part saga to figure out if he's the only tenant in his apartment, apartment complex. Cody kicked off the series at the end of October after first becoming suspicious that the building he lived in wasn't actually full like he was told. They say the building's full, but I never see anyone here, he says in the clip. You are really telling me people live here, but no one on the floor has come in or out of their building in three days. Cody pieces three together after watching an employee from a local restaurant leave menus in the crack of each unit's door on Friday. Days later, Cody realized a large number of the menus were still in the door frames, meaning nobody had been leaving or coming into the units, units for that entire period. What is going on here, he asked in the video. Seriously, I'm being lied to. Something's going on here. I don't get it. I live in a nice part of town, demanding market. Market, and my building is a good building, especially for the price. So why is it so vacant? I live on the first floor, so only people who are supposed to park here are people who live on my floor, he explains. There are more cars here than there are apartments. Some of these cars don't look like they moved for a while. Cody then records a black car clearly covered in dust in one of the parking spots. After going... <laughs> After going to every floor, Cody films the top of the parking lot is completely empty. I live in Atlanta, he emphasizes, in the heart of Midtown. Do you know how rare it is to find an empty parking space in a building? So where does he park then? I don't know. This probably isn't the kind of guy that owns his own car. I have no idea. The commentators seem split between being equally creeped as Cody or coming up with reasonable explanations. Now, some people think that it's an abandoned apartment and he's a ghost. He just doesn't know it. Okay, I can see that one. Or he's like involved in some type of experiment. He's the only one in the building. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess he doesn't really understand why it's completely abandoned. Like, he's, like there's just no one there. Yeah. And I guess he's going to try and still figure out what's going on. So this was in Atlanta? Yes. And he's the only person he's living He's like the in. only one in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Now, I'm trying to come up with reasonable explanations as to why this could be. I could see... Now, it doesn't make sense for the entire building, but I've always wanted to, if I could afford it, have like an apartment somewhere that I could just go to in case I just need to get away from my house for a while. Right. But I don't want to be out in public. I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> and maybe I'd have my own car there. Or I'd just fly to like a different city. Right. It's like, hey, I can at least hang out in this city for a while. I've got my own apartment. If I could afford, if I like right. fuck you money, I would do that type of shit. Hell yeah, definitely. So maybe there's a bunch of people that own a building in Atlanta just for that purpose. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, but it is weird. <laughs> it is weird. I, I found the article interesting. I'm like, this or is kind of weird. Maybe there's just something shady going on. I mean, yeah. Like, why are there cars just sitting there? It could be, you know, it could be anything. Like, you know how, like, oh, I'm going to get into conspiracy theory if I go down this <laughs> route. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about it anyway real quick. You know how, like, you see, like, these, like, riots where there's the same people in different cities? Yeah. Maybe, like, George Soros owns the building and has the apartments ready to go. That way he can move people quietly into a city to incite whatever is going on. Makes that way sense. they've got apartments, they got cars, they're not clogging up an entire hotel because that will attract a lot more attention than sure. a quiet apartment building. That's a good maybe, theory. Maybe, maybe there's something where they got to move people, like groups of people around, and they want to have infrastructure there so they can hit the ground running instead of yeah, because they, they have a big operation. Exactly. Anyways. Yeah, that's all with that one. That's pretty good. That's all my news stories. That's all I got. Um, I got one quick thing before we get into it. So episode 50, which I keep talking about, Aliens Part 7, is now our most listened to episode since social media, which was episode 12, which came out in January. <laughs> so this is this is our most listened to episode since January. This is Aliens Part 7. Wow. On that episode, real quick, you talk about ball lightning in one of your alien stories. You mentioned it a couple times, and then we talk about it like briefly, like less than a minute, but we talk about it. Mm -hmm. In episode 51, I talk about ball lightning as a natural <laughs> phenomena. And I'm like, I'm like, have you ever heard of ball lightning? And you're like, man, I don't think I have. <laughs> 
<laughs> it just shows you how good my memory is. Yeah, and I didn't know that either. Like, I didn't listen to that Aliens part seven. <laughs> I re-listened to it, trying to figure out why the hell people are listening to this. <laughs> and I'm like, you're talking about the exact same shit that I talk about on the next episode. It's hilarious. And both times we act like we've never heard about it before. <laughs> So that's great. That shows how how aware we are of our content. But anyways, on to the main topic this week. Pat, we are talking about Star Wars. Yes, we are kind of doing a freestyle discussion. Yes, about Star Wars, one of the most interesting movie franchises out there. One of my favorites for a very long time. A lot of my large part of my childhood revolved around Star Wars. Yeah, and that's one thing that me and Ben have had in common pretty much our entire lives. Definitely was Star Wars, our fandom of it. Like a lot of the stupid games we came up with revolved around Star Wars. Yeah, like the Jedi game, the yep. putty game. Yep. I remember you and Tim doing like like Luke or uh, Anakin and Count Dooku reenactments in the backyard. Probably some dumb shit like that. Yeah. Uh, but that was a big part of our childhood. The video games are always kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you played any of those, but those you, were fun. You were more into those. Yeah. Uh, the Lego sets, the toys. Yep. Definitely. See, I didn't have any of the clothes. That was the only merchandise I didn't have. I had the toys. I had a couple of Vader helmets. Okay, I didn't have any of those. I and don't it, think. I still have the one Vader helmet because, honestly, it's pr- pretty cool. Sure. Inside the helmet is, like, a little microphone. Awesome. And it makes your voice sound like Vader. And then the little thing that's on his, like, the little the, the, like button the pad. The control panel. The control panel. Yeah, it has that. You can, like, press the buttons, makes noise and shit. That's pretty sweet. Does Darth Vader shit. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. You got to put that on for Hudson one of these days. Oh, yeah. Yeah, put it on, put it on him. He'd probably enjoy that. He probably, it's a little big for him right now he'd probably have fun with that though but he will anyways so like what's your favorite star wars movie would you say you know i was thinking about this at work because i knew this question was going to come up sure and it's really hard for me to say but i'm gonna have to go with a new hope yeah that's my favorite as well and the reason i say a new hope is because one my father raised me well and it was the first star wars that i watched exactly and i have watched it more than any other star wars movie I would say. Probably. Yeah, I'd say the same. And I don't know, man. I just fell in love with it when I was a kid, and I've just always liked it. Sure. It's always been my favorite. I I do like Empire. Uh, I think Empire, the plot, and maybe just as a movie, like, the movie was probably better made. Yeah. But I don't know why. It's just A New Hope's my favorite. Yeah, and I would agree with pretch everything that you just said. A New Hope's my favorite. I think Empire is probably the strongest of the movies. But with A New Hope, Episode 4, I just call it Star Wars because that's what it was released as was just Star Wars. Yep. It was a complete story like Yes. You didn't you could that could have just been released on its own and it would have stood up as one of the greatest movies of all time, I think. 100%. Because it completed it was a complete story arc and I found that even if it's not like there's not a lot of characters, there's just a, basically the the group, the small group. You got Luke Han, Leia, Chewie, C3PRTD2 and then Darth Vader and See, Tarkin basically. What was so good about the first the first uh, three original movies and something like this you don't see in a lot of series is the chemistry between the character between the actors and actresses yes. and the characters like i don't know i felt like the chemistry between all of them is was really good yeah and that and that's why those movies were so good like the prequels weren't as good exactly and for that reason in my opinion but i also think that the story the story design worked really well because luke yes. was kind of the main character but leia also was the main character and han was kind of like the third character but still a main character yep but you could follow luke's progression and everything kind of branched off of that yep even if leia was the first one you meet and everything else but i think that's what makes the first episode so good is it's pretty much just Luke's story. Yep. Even though Leia's got her own thing kind of bouncing in and out, it's pretty much Luke's 
progression, which is pretty cool. And even if it's not like the most stunning visuals, that was 1977. They did a pretty damn good job. For that job. time, it was yeah. a really good job. And the very first scene with the ship. Exactly. I'm pretty sure I've watched in like behind the scenes documentaries that those are all like puppet type things. Yeah, they're like, like toys, basically. Yeah, they're like toys. Or models. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, but I like I like movies where it tells a story without dialogue. Yes. And you don't hear a word until C-3PO starts talking. He's the first character to actually say a word in that movie. Right. But you can you can see, okay, we got the good guys coming through here. We got the bad guys. That first scene where they're all getting ready to shoot. Yep. And the stormtroopers come in. Like, that's it tells you what's going on without saying anything. Exactly. And you don't see that too much in cinema anymore. So I really like that. No, I just think it's, I think it's like the best one all around. Well, it's Empire's pretty good because there's a more compelling story story arc in that yes. because you got Luke faced with really tough decisions you've kind of got things aren't really working out for the heroes and Empire and Luke learns a lot in in Empire yeah and so his his character really builds an Empire and I think the newest Star Wars movies completely destroys Luke's character in my opinion yes exactly which really pisses me off we don't have to get into that just yet no but yeah it was sad and even like Return of the Jedi to me isn't as good but the best part is Luke's storyline throughout that. yeah 100 percent because a return of the jedi could have been a lot better they started to get a little bit crazy i'm not a fan of the ewoks like i just think there was too much ewok yeah like they're they're funny they're cute but there's there's too much ewok but it's like you got like a really good thing with like luke and vader going on and then you got the space battle which is really cool and then you're bouncing between that and teddy bears wandering around and <laughs> what seems to be like an inconsequential battle right on endor even though it really wasn't it could have been done so much better right it could <laughs> just like they're fighting over this little garage basically <laughs> literally and you got teddy bears beating ewoks with sticks or teddy bears beating stormtroopers with sticks the the beginning of the movie is pretty good yeah that whole exchange is it's not bad uh java's palace yeah yeah it's not bad and it's, it's kind of cool just seeing another side of star wars basically of the universe yeah, definitely um I think, like, the character chemistry kind of makes it all a lot funnier. Definitely. Like, you know, the, the, just, the, just the back and forth between Han and Luke and Leia the entire time. Yeah. It's always funny because they, obviously they, they, they fight for each other and they care about each other, but they're not afraid to be critical of each other, and that's yeah, great. You 100%. don't see that. Right. None of those people are kiss asses, and it's great. Now, the one thing, there are many things that are just kind of funny about Star Wars. Like, it lends itself to comedy really easily. Mm-hmm. Like, Luke Skywalker crying about Obi-Wan Kenobi dying, and it's like, you just met him earlier today. <laughs> right. Princess Leia lost her entire planet <laughs> like three hours before, and she's the one comforting Luke. But anyway, I it's, I think it's great storytelling, and then I think 100%. the the prequels didn't do justice the, to the it. Prequels, man. You know, it starts I, it starts with the Phantom Menace. Yeah, it's like every decision that like creative decision was wrong. Yeah, what was what was a good decision? Nothing. Okay, let the, me ask the di- you this: the dialogue was absolutely terrible in that movie. I could not understand a word that was said <laughs> until I was about seventeen <laughs> in the Phantom yes. Menace. I had no clue what the hell was yes. going on during the it's movie. Absolutely terrible. And I saw that I saw that in theaters as a five year old, I think five or six year old. I think that came out in 2001. It came out in 99. Was it 99? Yeah. Oh, boy. And I saw that in the theaters, and I remember thinking it was cool because there was just enough visuals to keep my five-year-old brain simulated. Right. But I couldn't understand anything that was being said. I could only understand Captain Panaka. He was the only character I could understand. <laughs> Everybody else was like, it was like they were talking in a different language. I couldn't understand anything that Qui-Gon said. I couldn't understand anything that Jar Jar said. Oh, I could I could understand Anakin. I could understand Anakin, too. Mm-hmm. I couldn't understand anything that Natalie Portman said. I couldn't understand any of it. Yeah. 
and di- then, the dialogue was terrible. And then when I did start to understand what they were saying, it's like, what the hell is going on? They're talking about trade disputes and taxes, <laughs> right, and right. none of the none of the politics <laughs> even make any remote sense. Right. That was that's they, a rough one. Yeah, they 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 don't really do a good job with the structure of the script and the plot and everything in the prequels, in my opinion. I think I think they were yeah. terrible. Well, and the other problem too is that movie. The first one's called The Phantom Menace. Who is that even referring to? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Who is the Phantom Menace? Right. Is you it know, Darth Maul? Darth Maul really isn't a phantom. And he's not even, like, he dies right away. Is yeah. he the menace? He dies, he's yeah. Just, he's just, like, cool little Sancho Panza character, basically. Well, he actually doesn't die, right? He comes, he yeah, he lives. actually does come back. But for the purpose of that movie... He dies. Yeah. <laughs> so is Darth Sidious the Phantom Menace? The I, character that nobody really knows about? Because they I, never even knew that he was around. They didn't know that he right. existed. The good guys didn't. All they ever saw was Darth Maul. Right. Even they even talk about it. They're like, we don't even know who the hell he killed at the end of the movie. Right. And then um, Yoda always says, no, there's another. Yeah. He always says that. But that was a bad movie, like, all around. And then Darth Vader get, creating C-3PO. Come on. I know, man. Unreal. And then Jar Jar. Jar Jar. Now, there are some theories about Jar Jar. Yeah. Now, there are some theories that Jar Jar is, like, the supreme Sith Lord. Yeah. That's, like, controlling everything. Yeah. And that would make it a lot better. It would. It would make it, it would, <laughs> it would redeem it. Because Jar Jar ruins the series. At least the first one. He starts, although I think Qui-Gon does a pretty good job of ruining the series, too. (laughs) The worst fucking Jedi ever. Midi-chlorians? The midi-chlorians, that doesn't help anything. It it doesn't. Where did that come from? Was that a George Lucas thing? Like, is that in the books? The Phantom Menace is all George Lucas. Everything that, every creative decision made in that movie was a George Lucas decision. Yeah, so so was A New Hope. What the hell happened? How do you go from that to that? Exactly. Now, he didn't direct. He didn't direct the last two. Episode five or episode six. See, Irvin Kershner was a good director. See, he 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 was still obviously involved with the yeah, movie. Yeah, he was a producer. He, he was an executive producer, I yeah. believe. But it's like, how how do you go from from a new hope to, to the Phantom to Menace. the Phantom Menace? It was only like twenty years in between production of those two, which is also kind of weird to think about. Yeah, because they they finished episode four eighties. No, they finished episode four in seventy seven. They started shooting. Episode one, The Phantom Menace, in like ninety six or ninety seven. Mm-hmm. So it was like twenty years in between right. the two of them. When was the When was Return of the Jedi? That came out in eighty three. Eighty three. Okay. And he shot. Really? He shot most of that in his backyard. <laughs> Well, at least the the Endor scenes. Makes sense. I just don't understand what the hell happened. And then Qui-Gon Jinn was a terrible character. He was. He's like, Obi-Wan's like, oh, I, I sense a disturbance. And Qui-Gon's like, oh, yeah, I don't I don't sense anything. <laughs> and then it's like him trying to do the mind trick on Watto. The credits will do fine. No, they won't. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> even work. Everything, it's like... <laughs> He he just like I I just don't understand because Liam Neeson was a little younger in that movie and in the in the movies that Liam Neeson is in now he just he he just like he's a badass fighter he yeah. kicks ass in the in the Phantom Menace he just seems like an old man basically like when he was in the fight scene with um Darth Maul yeah like he 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 was a terrible fighter he wasn't yeah. fighting that good Ewan McGregor was a much better swordsman yeah like he he got kicked to the ground and shit or was that Ewan McGregor I can't remember. I can't remember, but yeah, Qui-Gon Jinn was a terrible character. Yeah, he needed to die off. At least they got that right. Yeah, but like, even like they land on that planet on Tatooine, that's like they needed, they needed to find the part, and Qui-Gon's like, we need to keep a low profile, so we're going to take the 14-year-old girl right. and Jar Jar. Right. <laughs> a droid. And, and R2-D2, that was, right. that was the crew. 
and then uh, there's this video by Red Leather Media. It's a YouTube channel called uh, Mr. Plinkett's Star Wars Episode One Review, which is like an hour-long breakdown of everything that went wrong with that movie. And it's funny, but he's like... So they send the guy who's been making terrible decisions the entire movie, Jar Jar, the girl, and a droid out. <laughs> and it's like, meanwhile, we leave Captain Panaka and Obi-Wan Kenobi, the most two clear-minded people right. on the ship. They would have been in and out and had the part in about five minutes. Right. <laughs> It's so true, though. Exactly. And then freaking Qui-Gon starts hitting on Anakin's mom. Yeah. I I just... Asking about where's the boy's father. That's an awkward exchange, too. And, like, and she says there was no father. Where the hell did Anakin... Like, he, was, he was a manifestation of the Force. The midichlorians. Is that is that That's the supposedly what it was, yeah. The midichlorians is that just from the books? Yeah, something. I don't know if it's from the books or from the Clone Wars or from the comic books or whatever. So Anakin is basically Jesus at this basically, point? Basically, yes. Oh, my God. See, the whole midichlorians thing ruined it for me. Yeah, see, that's why I don't think... And even, even if you were to take episode one out of the mix completely, it doesn't really add anything to the story. Because then you jump another 10 years into the distance, which everything's different anyways. Yeah. You could have just started with, oh, Anakin and Obi-Wan as young Jedis. Right. And you're not really missing anything. Outside of Qui-Gon making terrible decisions the entire time and <laughs> Anakin creating C-3PO and right. all that nonsense. So then you get episode two in the mix, which is, to me, it's better. It's not good. Yeah, I, I felt like the acting and was... I thought the acting was terrible. The story was the at least one. the story was a little better. A little better. The acting was pretty terrible. Worse. Well, then even in the first one, there's no emotion. None of those actors ever show any emotion. Yeah, there's them, no emotion. Them standing there stonewalled. There's really no emotion in the second one either. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a little bit. It's not well acted emotion. Hayden, like the whole exchange between when they're at and on Naboo. Yeah. It, that, that, I'm sorry. That's like some of the worst acting I, I've ever seen. I generally just like kind of like fast forward through that. Dude, that's the worst. <laughs> Except for the great memes it gave us, but yeah, sure. beyond that. <laughs> now, the one thing I will say is that even in these shitty prequels, the soundtrack is still really good. Sure. Because as bad as the story is, you can kind of just like zone out and just listen to the music, and it's pretty good music. Sure. Like even like Anakin and Padme's love theme is a good song. Like it's a cool, right? It's a cool. I feel that piece of music, but sure, it's just like what is going on up here. <laughs> And then episode three. See, I think episode three is the best of the prequels. A hundred percent. It is. Well, I mean, to be honest, it was so fucked up that anything is going to be an improvement. Right. (laughs) I thought the way they transitioned Anakin was pretty good. Yeah. To the dark side, you know. And I guess I haven't watched the Clone Wars. Have you watched any of that? Not really. I heard it's really good, though. People say it's good, and they say that it builds up Anakin's transition to the dark side really well because you Mm. don't really get that in the movies. Right. But they said that that three-year arc of the Clone Wars or whatever it was kind of transition him to the bad side and kind of shows how great Jedi but gonna be Darth Vader eventually kind of builds it up really well right so I don't know I haven't watched it so I can't really speak to that but episode 3 is a little bit better it was still over the top with the CGI shit like General Grievous was just over the top yeah he was cool but it was just too much going on right it was uh it's a little cheesy yeah all of them are a little cheesy it was weird seeing dude I've been hearing noises all day really <laughs> it was weird how let's say they send like the four best Jedi and you've already seen these guys fight like you saw them in episode two fighting yep three of them get sliced on immediately by <laughs> right. palpatine right yeah i really it's cool to see windu fight and yeah. i liked how he you know he, he defeated palpatine yeah he did you know but uh obviously anakin had to, like we don't even know we don't even know if um we don't even know if he died windu windu we just fall we, we saw fall assume, from the building. we kind of assume he did yeah, but he didn't get stabbed by a lightsaber. He got electrocuted. He got electrocuted, but... I guess Luke survived that. Luke survived a hell of a lot more than he got. He got his hand cut off. 
I'm telling you, Windu might have survived. He could have. Dude, we should write a knockoff story of Mace Windu well, surviving like, that. Just like bumming around on the streets of Coruscant. Yeah. See, those were the best books were like uh, <laughs> the ones that dove into like the undercity of Coruscant. Sure. Where's like really like seedy rough shit going on down there. <laughs> those are some good books. But um, what else are I going to say? Oh, yeah. You know who was a really good actor on the prequels? Jimmy Smith's uh, Bail Organa. Yes. Yes. 100%. He kind of saves. He kind of saves those movies. He's in a lot of good shows and movies. Yeah. Now, what's funny too is with him, they brought him back in Rogue One, but I don't think he ever said anything. It was just <laughs> he like, didn't. He it was, was in just a... like him, just like like this, like zooms in and then he kind of like fades back into the shadows. Yeah. But I thought that was kind of funny. Rogue One was a phenomenal movie. See, Rogue One was better than all the prequels. Yes. Better than. It's better than Return of the Jedi. It's Think? right. It's, it's right. It's right there. It's up there. It's right there. But it was just. It was a relatively contained story. Like there wasn't yes. a whole lot. There it was. It was. It was more. It felt more like a New Hope than any of the other movies did, as far as I'm concerned. Yes. 100%. The only critique I would have of Rogue One is I, I was hoping for a little bit more Darth Vader. Sure, but at least you got some. You got some. Yeah. I was I was just hoping for a little more. Yeah, but that, that ending scene where with him oh, on the ship, and that was like, it's so like, badass. I always imagine, I always imagine, like, what was that, what was that battle like? And it was like, holy shit, that was really cool. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and I like the space battle in that one, too, because they brought back, like, some of the old pilots that you see in episode four. Yeah, very. it was very nostalgic. Yeah, I like that. Um, I like that movie a lot. And Force Awakens was like that for me as well. Yeah, see, I thought I thought Force Awakens was all things considered pretty good. I did too. Now it's, it's my favorite out of those three. Now Harrison Ford carried that movie, hundred percent. But I thought it was pretty pretty well done. I agree. Episode eight was the worst, a nightmare. The the Last Jedi. Uh, I don't even want to get into it. There, there is so much wrong with the Last Jedi. Now, there, there are a lot of things wrong with the new ones completely. Sure. The fact that Rey has all this ability already doesn't make sense to me because no. we're under the impression that you had to train for a long time to be to be a Jedi to have to have strong powers yeah. and to be one with the Force like that. You need years of training. You start as a youngling. And the whole other thing, too, exactly to that point, is there are lots of Jedis that have tons of power that fail yes. because they have no yes. discipline because yes. they haven't trained enough and that's yes. a critical element of what luke skywalker is going through with yoda and why he him leaving was so and even the prequels they show a little bit of that that you need to be mentally there and you need to you need yeah. to be strong and that and was anakin's biggest downfall 100 percent. that's why he went to the dark side but ray just all of a sudden she just has all this power without being trained exactly even with that, Force Awakens was still pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but Last Jedi, what I was hoping for was that Luke would just give in and start training her so that she becomes this badass Jedi. But no, they don't do that. They ruin Luke's character. They make him seem like a sissy. Yeah. And it's so annoying. I hate the way they he died off. They just destroy. They really do destroy the cool character. Yes, 100%. Like, I was hoping, like, even if he couldn't do much, jump in the ship and go fly there. Go be a pilot. Do, yeah, do, do something. Do something. Uh, but... No, he he's gonna he's like a cranky version of the dude from the Big Lebowski, basically. <laughs> I, but you know, in the old movies, Luke was somebody that did whatever it takes. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that, in, but in the Last Jedi, no, no, he 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 doesn't give in. Yeah, and that, that really annoyed me in that movie. See, even if he was gonna be kind of like that early, he should have jumped in early. They should have had the speech with him and Yoda, which I thought was kind of a cool scene. All things it was considered, okay. it was okay. They should have had that scene like at the beginning of the movie, where it's like, "What are you doing, dude?" Go do something mm -hmm. like you can't end like this and there's too much cheesy disney shit yeah 
in it. You know, that kind of ruined it. And you know, it's all CGI. The casino planet that was like 40 minutes of the movie. Yeah. That ended up dumb. being completely meaningless. And Benicio I'm, Del Toro. I'm sorry. The Chinese chick, there's there's no room. There's no need for her in the plot at all. What was her name? Rose. I forget her name. And honestly, there's really no room for, they're, 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 for Vin to be there. Is that, that's his name, right? Vin. Finn. Finn. That's it. See, he was okay in the first one. Yeah, the first one, he was good. But Last Jedi and the other one, he was just he was like he he became Jar Jar. Yeah, he's just there. Just a shenanigan person. He's basically. just there. And then you know, well, even you, even Oscar Isaac was just there for the most part. Right. Like what was his? He was supposed to be one of the big characters. He was. He's Poe, right? Yeah. He was just kind of doing some cool stuff, but you know, he. I feel like they're trying to make him kind of fill in for Han Solo's character, but in my opinion, they need to kill Poe off. They need to kill. Yeah. They need to kill someone off because Leia should have died in the Last Jedi. The she, the disco. Queen, uh, Rocket Man, <laughs> Cinderella. Unbelievable. <laughs> what, like, what, what was that scene? Like, okay, first, and f- first and foremost, she's never been trained. She's no. never been trained to be a Jedi. And they even talk about it, how she was going to, but she just didn't want to go through the training. She wanted to do the politics, and she couldn't do both. They even talk about that to an extent. I don't know if it was in the movies or one of the remember. books or something, but no, she, exactly. She hasn't been trained for any of this. So it's like, but she just wills herself back into the blown up ship. Like, come on, dude. Like, she should have died. It yes. would The movie would have been a lot better, and it would have been a lot more dramatic if she they just killed her off. Exactly. And then, see, there were there were a couple of really well-shot scenes where the spaceship flies through the other spaceship. That was a pretty cool scene. You remember that? Where, you know how the purple hair, purple hair is on the ship, and she kamikazes the cruiser into the bad guy ship? Oh, I remember now, yeah. That was a pretty cool scene, all things considered. Sure. But what the hell was going on? And then in the fight scene, like, the fight scene, like, you know how they, there wasn't really a lightsaber battle, but there was, like, Kylo, Kylo, what the hell's his name? Kylo Ren? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kylo Ren and Rey, they were fighting off the like the weird guard guys. Yeah, there's they, like, they ended up teaming teaming up. They team up, but there's in the background there's a scene where there's a guy just like standing there with his weapon and, and he's just waiting for her to turn around before he attacks. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, come on, try a little bit. Yeah, that is just. I just thought it was bad. There wasn't a whole lot, and then even like the 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 main part of the story was a chase. Yeah, but it just it just defied everything that we've learned. And there's had to be fair, there wasn't a whole lot of Star Wars transportation logistics established there weren't a whole lot of rules as to fuel and right hyper speed and whatever right so having an entire movie where that's the plot basically it was terrible when i when i watched last jedi see before we we were at every star wars movie opening night yeah after after the last jedi i didn't see the the very next one till like four or five months after it came out i just didn't even care i went and i wasn't gonna go see the last one at all the rise of the jedi or yeah. Rise of Skywalker, wasn't that what it was called? See, I don't even know what the hell yeah, those fucking yeah, movies called. Yeah, they need to remake them, honestly. Yeah, but I didn't see that one until... I didn't was, even see it in theaters, I don't think. I did see it in theaters, although I was plastered, and my one buddy was like, hey, we want to do a late-night showing. <laughs> so we went, and I was I was shit-faced. So I didn't really remember it. <laughs> so I, I watched it. I have the Disney+, Plus, which I know we've got problems with the Disney Corporation, yeah, but I've got I, it. I think that's where I watched it eventually. I, I hate that I have it. Before but I got rid of it. I kind of rewatched it. And it's like it's like it's like a silly like a like a pulpy it's dumb, man. It was all dumb. Like what they did with Palpatine. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. I just thought it was dumb. Yeah. It just, it was too much for me. At least they brought... Trying too hard. At least they brought Lando back. Yeah, they brought Lando back. That was cool. Yeah. Like, there were some good moments. Um, There were some nostalgic moments. Wedge comes in when he's in the stream for half a second. Yeah. But it just, there there was no... You you can't tell a story like that without some logistics being established. Right. Like, even fucking Harry Potter, there are rules in place for how things operate. Lord of the Rings, obviously, it's a different... Mm, But still, the logistics matter. Mm Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, none of it, none of it just, none of it mattered. Like the Republic, oh, there's all these people out there that don't give a shit about the resistance. <laughs> right. But they're going to show up anyways, somehow. Right. Because somebody was out there railing up all these troops, like not one of them is just going to show up, say, hey, I'm going to check out what the hell's going on. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I other, just, I just didn't like them at all. The other problem too is you had J.J. Abrams directing the first one. So episode seven was J.J. Abrams. And he's a pretty yeah. good director, you know, and yeah. I thought at least, and The Force Awakens was at least, it was a rehash of yes a new hope it was pretty much a remake a reboot a soft reboot so I was like okay well at least it's set up for something and then yeah right I, I like the visuals of the force wagons yeah overall I, it, I didn't think it was terrible it wasn't great like i like the scene of the the ship in tatooine the 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 destroyed uh, yeah uh, Star Destroyer. Oh, yeah, that was really cool. That was really cool scene. And it would have been better if Ray just didn't have all these powers immediately. Yes. And if Luke Skywalker was doing something instead of just right. hiding. And then, so then you got J.J. Abrams directing that movie, though. Mm-hmm. And then Ryan Johnson comes in, and I don't even know what the hell he's done. I thought or, a woman directed the second one. No, it was this guy named Ryan Johnson. Uh-huh. I guess he's he's not far off, but <laughs> he directed the second one, and he undid everything that J.J. Abrams did. Yeah, basically. So he just basically undid it all. And then when they get to the third movie, the third director that they had Slated dropped out. He's like, "Fuck this! I'm not doing it." <laughs> so then they brought J.J. Abrams back, who had to undo everything that Ryan Johnson did, <laughs> and somehow just made it worse. Yeah, I don't know, man. I might have to rewatch it, but I watched it once, and I'm like, man, I don't even know if I want to see it again. I'll tell you what. Do you watch any YouTube videos? Occasionally. Okay. There's a YouTube channel called Collider, which does deep fakes, where there's these really convincing CGI fake videos, and there's a couple with a CGI version of George Lucas that looks exactly like him and talks exactly <laughs> like him. And it's him just like commenting on like the trailers of the new movies. But it's it's like what you think George Lucas would be saying, even though it's not actually him, but it looks exactly yeah. like him. Is it funny? It's laugh out loud funny. <laughs> I'll have to just, check it out. Collider. He's just sitting there. He's just like, man, this, this makes uh, Attack of the Clones look like Citizen Kane. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I don't know, when you were a kid, did you have the DVDs at all? The Star Wars DVDs? No, we had the old original VCR case, okay. and, but the prequels, we had DVDs. Yeah, DVDs of the prequels, that's what I'm talking about. The first, The Phantom Menace was a VCR. Okay, we had that on VCR too. The next two were DVDs. Okay, because on the DVDs, on the disc two, I don't know if you have the, the disc two. No, the second book, not book, the second movie we had VCR too. Attack of the Clones? Yes, the third The third book was a DVD. Was DVD, okay. Because there's I keep, like I keep saying book, damn, <laughs> god damn. But there's like there's like the the one hour documentary of making the movie or whatever, and it's mostly just like George Lucas's thought process. <laughs> yeah. So me and Tim watch that as much as we watch the movie itself. Now Tim Tim used to watch the Phantom Menace every single day. I know. During man. the summer, he would watch it every single day, and we would watch the we would watch the making the movie, and it was. Just funny to see the the background of it. Right. But there's a lot of George Lucas just kind of mumbling to himself and just like talking about shit that (laughs) makes no sense. (laughs) 
so it's funny to having watched so much of him just mumbling to himself, watching this collider and realizing these, these collider deep fakes and realizing how close that they have this this fake <laughs> CGI George Lucas. That's great. Anyways, uh, have you watched you watched The Mandalorian though? Haven't you? I watched the first season. First season. I we I think I'm two or three episodes in the second, but I've I've deleted it. So. Oh yeah, you don't do Disney Plus anymore. Yeah, I hate Disney. I mean, I want to finish it, but you can't. You can't give Disney not money. by not by Disney. You can't give Disney <laughs> money. I respect that. Um, I, don't I, know. I mean, like, look, there are probably things I am contributing to that involve Disney. I'm just trying to, you know, consciously, yeah, what I can consciously know. You know what I mean? Yeah, and not, you know what I mean? And I get that to an extent, and I'm the same way to an extent. There are some brands I won't go with. I no, try I not to buy Nike anymore. I don't buy Nike anymore. Like either. the only like name brand shit I buy is probably. Adidas, if anything. Yeah, I don't even buy name brand shit. I buy the weird ass Amazon. Yes, the, Am- the Amazon knockoff brands are the shit. They're the best. Like I, I get these really great shoes. The one pair is like thirty bucks. It's like yep. the most comfortable shoes I've ever had, and they yeah. held up for months. Like I usually go through a shoe, a pair of shoes every six months. I haven't even thought about replacing these, and I've had them for about that long. I got a really nice pair of black shoes from Costco. There you go. Like Pumba knockoffs. Oh yeah, you show me those. Yeah, those are nice. Anyways, yeah, Disney kind of ruins everything like you know like in the last jedi they had those creatures then they had like the cute little the cute little creatures that were cgi animated yeah and they added shit like that like like, we don't need shit like that the little penguin things yeah Yeah, like that shit was annoying then they had the scene where he was like milking it remember luke was like milking milking the beast the fucking beast yeah that was a little bit too much like come on like it didn't even look real no like have a real looking monster you know somebody signed off on that somebody was like hey i got this idea for this weird monster that luke is gonna milk and somehow they were like yes we're putting this in let's start drawing up some sketches i feel like there's like in all in some series there's always just that one director if they change it up there's always that one director who just fuck shit up yeah like in harry potter that they they fucked up goblet of fire bad they screwed it up and they almost screwed it up even worse you, you remember the scene where he was fighting the dragon yeah in the first task Something. yeah the director they were this close to like burning down the forbidden forest <laughs> With the dragon. Why? I don't know. Was that in the book? No. Has none, there's no part of that in the book. But the producers turned, like, told him, like, no, we're not doing that. Yeah, so I don't like people taking creative liberties with other people's work. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Like, at least with the new Dune movie, there weren't any creative liberties. And people were like, oh, it was too boring or whatever. It's like, no, that's exactly what the book was. It's supposed to be half of a movie. It's not a full movie. Right. You're not going to do an 800-page book in one movie. I don't know. See, we got to do this type of discussion sometime, but with Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Although I'm not doing a Harry Potter episode unless you really want me to. See, you you need you need to become more informed with Harry Potter if you're going to have a discussion. I'm pretty informed. Are you? I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'm going to bring over a couple beers. I'm going to drink them during the recording. All right. But I could probably hang in with a Harry Potter discussion. I was going to be very sarcastic. Now you've read you've read all the books. I haven't read all the books. I've read. You're going to need to. You're going to need to do that. I can't do that shit. I don't even have them. They're dude. Like the books are good. I read. Uh, what's the owl's name? Hedwig. Yeah. I read the one where he was like, like he like flew into the window or something. <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking about? I don't know where, where he was go. like sending like messages like with the owl. Yeah, they they do they do that. That's how they communicate. Yeah, I read that one. That was pretty good. Hedwig did not hit a window. No, he flew. He didn't fly into the window. He would like like Harry Potter would be like in his like bedroom. Oh. Then Hedwig okay, would, like, he flew fly out the window. He flew out of the window. Yeah. Maybe, could they even come back? Yeah. 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 
Anyways, back to Star Wars. We got to wrap this discussion up. Yeah, we're getting Solo. Solo, a Star Wars story was good. I thought that was good. Yeah, I got to rewatch that. See, they're making the uh, the Boba Fett series, but again, it's Disney Plus, so you're not going to watch it. We'll see. I'm going to watch there, it. There's a, there's other ways of getting it. Yeah, that's true. And then they got the Obi Wan Kenobi series coming out, mm-hmm. which bring back Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, he's coming back too. He's coming back too. Okay. So that's going to be pretty good. Nice. Um, see, I think the Mandalorian for new Star Wars is is the only good thing outside it, of Rogue it is One. Good. Outside of Rogue One. Because it's like it's a pretty contained story, but like the end of the second season is pretty cool. Like some pretty cool shit happens, mm-hmm. and you're not going to believe some of the little things that kind of get thrown in there. Right. That if you like Star Wars are cool, but it's not the politically motivated nonsense. I agree. That the new movies kind of became. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the Mandalorian. Sure, me too. Anyways, I just wish that they didn't sell it to Disney because it was better on its own. I agree. Like, why couldn't they just? Why I don't, I don't understand why they wouldn't do anything with the intellectual property. Like, why wouldn't they do something before they sold it to Disney? Me. Which George Lucas just man. like fuck it. George Lucas one of the couple billion he got, man. I guess. <laughs> I wonder what he's doing with that money right now. Hopefully not directing any more Star Wars movies. I, I think he's coming back in. I think they brought him back in for oh, something. Shit. They're Ho- gonna be making more movies. Hopefully just as an advisor and not making any well, he's like, crazy. He's like decisions. seventy he's like seventy five, seventy six at this point probably. So. Yeah, he's getting up there. Yeah. Anyways, that was our Star Wars discussion. I think it was pretty good. I thought it was good. All I things considered. It. We're going on some tangents. Oh yeah. We'll have to clean it up a little little bit but sorry about that you know it was it was a big part of my childhood and even me the too. games like even me and josh and tim still play the one game like regularly it was like a 15 year old game <laughs> and they still come over and we play it on the xbox nice we got the old like the, you can like download the old xbox games on the xbox one yep so it's like an original xbox game but i got it for like five bucks nice and we still come over and play it and it looks great on the big tv <laughs> but yeah pat has a movie theater in his house pretty much now tim has one of those two now nice yeah nah one of these days, I'll get one. Yeah. Then we got to get Josh to get one. Yeah. And then we got to get, everybody has to get a lizard, too. Yeah, sure. Definitely. Tim sent me a picture of his lizard. Did he? He did. I responded. Oh, there you go. Tim, I responded to your text. I said, oh, how cool. Cute little guy. And you didn't respond, Tim. Oh, Tim doesn't respond. Damn. Tim doesn't respond. <laughs> you, he, you have to be a priority for him or else he just doesn't care. Damn, Tim. So you were a priority when he sent you the lizard, but after that, <laughs> it was over. He fulfilled his obligation. Damn, Tim. So we have to get him back on the show, though, for maybe another Aliens Part 8. Yeah. 100%. Our most popular episodes are these fucking alien ones, man. We'll do them. We'll 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 just we'll just keep bringing them. Yeah, and I keep watching these uh, uh these unsolved mysteries from like the nineties, case after case that I've never heard about. That's like a really good like a really good sighting. I don't know why these good cases don't get reported. There's so many of them. I don't know, man. When it came to the listeners, though, we did clear twenty six hundred. No shit. I think we should shoot for 3,000 by the end of the year. Do you think we can do that? Yeah. Can we get 400 listens by the end of the year? I think, I think, we, can I think we could, easily. Again, for the second week in a row, we've had 38 unique people hit the show. Awesome. That was pretty good. The, all the new episodes are getting listens. The new one did okay. Uh, the ones before it did really well. Remote viewing did really well. Awesome. But like I said, that Aliens Part 7 has 62 listens, which is more than anything since episode 12. That's awesome. And it's about to overtake My Spooktacular and the Drunken Debacle <laughs> episode. It already defeated your uh, your Spooktacular. <laughs> <laughs> my Spooktacular is rough. 
We could probably just take that down. I thought about it, but <laughs> see, we fucked up with our episode numbers. We probably shouldn't have numbered those and just made the one episode two, like the, the Costco yeah. one. Yeah. But too late now. Oh, well. None of the old episodes get a lot of listens, so it's all the new stuff that's been getting the attention. Right. But if you guys enjoy the show, be sure to check out all our episodes. Yeah. Check out check out our Facebook page, too, and Twitter. Yes, please tweet us at 30 and left. If you have any opinions on Star Wars, if you have any comments, questions about Star Wars. And if there's any movies you guys want us to watch and review, let us know. We'll do that. Definitely. Yes, we will do movie reviews. Um, it's not going to be a full, probably not, we won't, probably not going to do a full main topic on a movie, but we could do that like at the end of episode. Hell like yeah. A five minute discussion on a new movie or whatever. Hell yeah. Uh, watch Tiger King season two on Netflix. That's pretty good. We got to talk about that within the next couple of weeks because there is more, there's more developments going on with that. Yeah, I got to watch that. So that was pretty cool. Um, I'm not really watching too much other shit. I ain't watching I'm just like shit. reading books. I got a bunch of conspiracy books I'm reading, so nice. some good shit. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've been reading a little bit here and there. Nope. I just fall asleep every time I start reading. Oh yeah, that's true. That happens. See, I bring a book to work mm. and I can knock out a lot. Like I read, you ever hear the book called A Gentleman in Moscow? It's a weird book. Like, I wasn't sure if I was going to like it, but a friend got it for me and it's like, it ended up being a really good book. Yeah. But I read that at work and it's like just about some guy who, yeah. was, in, who was in Moscow. I wish I could read at work. I just don't have any time. Yeah. See, we got nothing but time. Where I'm at. <laughs> nothing but time. Anyways, thank you very much guys for listening. Peace. So, oh shit. shit. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to sign off this week, so thank you very much, guys, for listening. Peace. Which is an FM radio station out of Indiana. It's a country radio station. Okay. Stolen Sweet. Cut. See, hopefully I see that and I don't actually leave the cut in <laughs> like I did on the last episode. At least your voice never cracked. My voice cracked one one point. I try to get that. I try to take that out. No, sometimes it's funny. <laughs> sometimes it doesn't work. I try my best though. No, you're good. Cut. See, I I can't miss that. Now I'm gonna have. It's gonna take me four times to get this to spit this headline out. You're good. You've heard of high-speed police chases on the news. Those are nothing new. However, police officers in Indiana just went on the opposite end of that in a very unusual way. I'm sorry. This article's written strangely. I'm sorry. <laughs> Typically, on the news or on social media, you will see stories about a Florida man doing something insane and getting arrested. It's not often that you hear stories about an Indiana man getting arrested for something, but when you do, you can bet. <laughs> when you do, you can bet it will surely be something interesting and unusual. Well, an Indiana man was recently arrested for doing just that. <laughs> what kind of intro was that? Last week, police in Richmond, Indiana. Yeah, I think it's called Condano. I don't even know what it's called. Something like that. It starts with a C and it ends with an O. Okay. And uh, it was pretty good. It's a little pricey. Um, So the tacos, they're kind of like, they have really good drinks, by the way, but... Their tacos are almost like a chicken gordita style, okay. like a gordita style. You have the shell and the and the the flour. Okay, yeah. So, but they're really good, and and they have a variety of different kinds of tacos, and they're they're pretty unique. They're not like a normal taco you get, you know. Now, do you get to places. make? Do you get to make the taco yourself? No. Oh, okay. You can build your own. But they but they cook it for yes, you. Yes, they cook it for okay. you. Okay. 
that's normally what happens at restaurants is they they cook it for you most of the time. Yeah, I don't know. I just <laughs> for some reason I thought it'd be fun. Like you bring the ingredients out. You well, know there is that place. They do yeah, Black Rock. Yeah, that's the I've only been there. place that's the only place I've ever known to where you, you cook, cook you cook your own food. <laughs> you cook your own food. And like you literally pay like twenty some bucks for a steak and you 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 they don't even cook it for you. You gotta yeah. cook it yourself. That was like a forty five dollar tab for just me. <laughs> it's unreal. Yeah. But hey, you know, that's that's how much shit costs when you you wanna do fun shit, man. I guess. You know. It, it's expensive to have fun today. That's why I just go home and I watch Netflix all the time. Exactly. Like, I had a great time at the zoo, don't get me wrong. Sure. But it's $23 a person. Did you bring uh, Hudson as well? Yes. Okay. $23 so a person. So did he cost $23 too? No. Okay, but I was going to say. When he's over the age of two, he will cost $20. No shit. Yes. He's going to be two for about five years. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, my goodness. Yep. That's how that's how that works. 